I have one thing to say to you. Kiss my fat ass. Hello, fellow mourners of diet culture. It is I, Emily Lubin. I'm the Grim Reaper and the host of this show. Welcome back to RIP Diets. I hope everyone had a joyous Thanksgiving. I'm going to tell you about mine in a few minutes, but I just want to reiterate to you guys that no matter how much you ate at Thanksgiving or in the weekend that followed, you still deserve to eat. I just want to put that on the table because I feel like we don't hear it enough. And I'm constantly hearing, even after this past weekend, that uh, people are worried about getting back into their routine. People are stressed about the holidays coming up. And Thanksgiving seems to be the marker of the holiday season as this grim, worrisome time of the year. And it doesn't need to be like that. It really doesn't need to be like that. So just wanted to tell you guys that no matter what you ate, if you overate, if you feel like you overindulge or you just haven't been eating very nutritious foods, it's all right. Your body will regulate itself. I promise you just try to enjoy this holiday season and kick back, have fun with your family, drink some wine, be merry. And I got this advice question unrelated to Thanksgiving, but I wanted to share it with you guys because it kind of goes into the topic that I already was planning to discuss today. And by the way, if you guys want to connect with me, you can write to me at ripdiets at gmail.com. Or you can also DM me on Instagram. The podcast handle is RIP Diets, but I don't always see those messages right away. If you want me to see your message right away, I usually respond directly if you DM me at Lubination. That's L-U-B-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. And I connect with a lot of people on there. Um, The podcast Instagram I am active on, but I don't always see your messages right away. So just keep that in mind. And here is the advice question. Hi, Emily. I love your podcast. And every episode, I find something new that I relate to that I thought was my problem my whole life. I always struggled with my weight, but I lost a great deal of weight at age 30 and was thrilled to actually be in the, quote, normal range of BMI. I know BMI is problematic, but... That was always my goal to be in the healthy weight range so that I wouldn't be bullied by doctors anymore. Now I'm 35 and I've kept most of the weight off that I had lost. I've been trying to shift to an intuitive eating lifestyle, but I'm nervous to do certain things like eat more carbs and sugar. This is what I cut back on to lose weight initially. Even though I'm mostly happy with my weight, I still get comments from family that I'm, quote, not done losing weight or that I have, quote, 10 or 20 more pounds I could lose, and then I would be perfect. These last 10 or 20 pounds have been impossible for me to lose, despite living a much healthier lifestyle. I'm struggling because I don't know if it's worth it to try to lose this last bit of weight, but it would be nice to not get these comments anymore. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, my God. This question just completely summarizes my issue with our so-called weight problem that we think is the end-all be-all of health problems in our society. 
I've heard from many people, you know, I'm 10 pounds overweight or I have 10 more pounds to lose or 20 more pounds to lose. And I think often when we have the quote last 20 pounds to lose, that is actually a sign that we're in a healthy weight range for us. And losing that last bit of weight is going to be so, so difficult because you're actually already at your healthy weight range. You're already at your set point and trying to dip below that, you're going to have to resort to some pretty disordered behaviors to get there and to stay there. So just in general, I would say if you're one of those people who thinks I have 10 more pounds to lose or I have 20 pounds to lose, you might want to reassess what your goals are actually are. And if you want to be living your healthiest, happiest life, you might already be in your healthy weight range. That 10 or 20 pounds that you think you have to lose might just be vanity or it might just be what you hear from other people and pressure that you're feeling from other people to be thinner than you actually should be. And I think that's important to really think about. Do I want to lose 10 pounds? because I feel that I need to or do I want to lose 10 pounds because I feel this societal pressure and for this listener asking advice it seems very clear to me that this is societal pressure that's making you think you have 10 or 20 more pounds to lose and specifically your family and this is very common actually and this goes into what I wanted to talk about which is weight stigma I think I've brought this up before, but I wanted to really get into weight stigma and how it actually keeps you from living your healthiest life. The stigma that is present in society against fat people and the fat phobia that exists within us and that we exhibit towards each other is actually making the so-called obesity epidemic way worse than it would be. Um, So first of all, to this listener, I would say if you feel that your lifestyle currently is the healthiest and happiest that you have ever been, if you feel like you're getting enough movement, if you feel like you have energy, uh, if you feel like you're fueling your body, I would completely disregard this so-called last 10 or 20 pounds that your family seems to think you need to lose. And I would draw a really strict boundary with them that they can't address this anymore because you actually are living your happiest, healthiest life. I would leave BMI completely out of it because I think we need to eliminate BMI as the measurement that we go by when it comes to weight. Um, But just make that very clear with your family that you're not trying to lose any more weight. That 10 or 20 pounds is going to be incredibly difficult for you to lose and probably most likely impossible to keep off. So you should only have to say that once to your family, as far as I'm concerned, that you don't want to hear it anymore and that it's completely inappropriate for them to be saying stuff like that. And um, on that note, I wanted to tell you guys a little bit more about weight stigma. I've been looking up statistics and the science behind this all morning, and I've kind of watered it down to make it really easy to understand. And I've been thinking about this so much lately. I mean, we've been taught to think that if we're fat, it's entirely our problem and we should just eat less. But we all know that our food supply sucks and 
there are all these other problems that play into it. Okay. People under the poverty line need to work multiple jobs and they often have families and cannot afford high quality food or find the time to cook nutritious meals. And this is a systemic problem. It's also worth mentioning, I think, that the food supply issue is a symptom of racial and socioeconomic inequality. In the U.S., black people are three times more likely to die from diabetes because of limited medical access. Black people also have twice the rate of strokes and even at the same weight as their white counterparts. Black people are more likely to suffer from health conditions linked to obesity, which is because of limited food availability, but also the cost of medical care. And these are all systemic problems. These are not personal problems. I'm talking about people who weigh the same as their white counterparts, but these people often end up dying from diabetes or other health related conditions, heart disease as well. That's one that continues to rise in the black community. And these are people who compared to white people of the same weight are suffering more deaths and more health issues. And I think this is so clearly a systemic problem, but the government will still not address it. You know, we have food drives here in New York City. I'm sure, you know, we have them across the country and it's always bring canned food, bring non-perishable food. This is processed food, okay? And this is what people in low socioeconomic conditions have access to and it's just not as nutritious as whole foods. And we know this, but whole foods are very expensive. I mean, whole foods the market is very expensive. And this kind of all goes back to the concept of the last 20 pounds. Doctors won't tell you that it's statistically very unlikely that you will lose more than 10% of your body weight. That's just based on statistics. That's based on surveying obese people who then go on a diet or attempt to lose weight. Most often, they do not lose more than 10% of their body weight. So constantly encouraging them to lose weight or to eat less in order to prevent medical issues is a moot point because these medical issues will still come up regardless of whether they weigh a little bit less. It's actually much more dependent on A, your genetics, B, your socioeconomic standing, and three, your race, which also is connected to your socioeconomic standing. I've also heard many people, and these are smart people or people that I consider to be smart, say that body shaming is an effective way to reduce the, quote, obesity epidemic, um, or that we should be body shaming people, or that it's okay for doctors to body shame because shame is motivating. And I've heard this way too often. And I want to debunk this myth for anybody who thinks that body shaming is helpful that's actually the opposite of what statistics and science indicate. And weight stigma is a very real thing. Most weight stigma is experienced within your own family, as is demonstrated in this listener advice question. But we also experience weight stigma from doctors. We experience it out in public, on public transportation. We experience it in the fashion industry, Weight stigma exists everywhere, and it's also been internalized 
with many fat people that I've spoken to and definitely I used to be a fat person and I had internalized weight stigma. We internalize the stigma and it doesn't help us at all. And you don't see that with many other groups when we talk about stigma. Fat people also hate fat people and fat people hate themselves for being fat. And this is very much taught to us. After experiencing stigma, you usually seek comfort in food and you can often overeat. Weight stigma triggers stress hormones, which make it easier to overeat and to overeat foods that are not traditionally the most nutritious. Basically, weight stigma is terrible for your health and being bullied for your weight actually makes you more likely to experience depression and even have physical health problems such as heart disease, which is what I was saying before. Kids who are bullied for their weight are twice as likely to attempt suicide regardless of their weight. Okay, let me repeat that for you. Kids who are bullied for their weight are twice as likely to attempt suicide regardless of whether they are actually overweight. It's the stigma and the bullying that leads them to have mental and physical health problems rather than the weight itself. So let's cut the bullshit about how body shaming to any degree is useful or helpful because it's actually proven that the opposite is true. Another thing that I wanted to address is this all or nothing mentality and, uh, I felt this at Thanksgiving. I feel it every year at Thanksgiving. I'll tell you. Okay, so I I went to Thanksgiving this year. And uh, my aunt hosts Thanksgiving every year. And she calls it for 2 p.m. And we don't end up having dinner until maybe 5, 5.30 p.m. So she puts out a lovely spread of cheese and crackers and olives and hummus and all the delicious pre-dinner snacks that you would expect. But my dad, every year without fail, will say something like, the key to Thanksgiving dinner is not eating this stuff beforehand. And I think where he gets that idea is that he doesn't want to fill up on the food, but I think it's more that he knows he's going to overindulge in the Thanksgiving food. So he doesn't want to start off on a bad foot or have too many hors d'oeuvres before the meal because he's scared of how much he's going to eat during the meal. And he said that this year, and I just very calmly said back to him, that's not how I do it. I just indulge in what I want to and don't partake in what I don't want to. And that was the end of that conversation because, as I've told you, I've had many conversations with my dad about the way he talks about food and that it doesn't work for me all the time and I don't appreciate it all the time. So I think me saying that back to him was a signal for him to stop. Um, But I noticed that my Thanksgiving this year was so relaxed. It was by far the easiest Thanksgiving dinner I've ever had. And I did not feel too full at all. I had some cheese and crackers before the meal and then I ate my meal. I was able to try everything and I didn't feel too full. And I noticed going on Instagram and looking at people's stories Everyone's unbuttoning their pants after Thanksgiving. This has kind of become a joke that, oh, I ate too much at Thanksgiving dinner. Now I'm going to unbutton my pants. I mean, I don't have anything against unbuttoning your pants as an action. If you want to unbutton your pants, if that makes you feel more comfortable after a big meal, go for it. I have no issue with that. But this whole 
notion that you're destined to eat way too much at Thanksgiving dinner to the point that you need to unbutton your pants and release your stomach. I think it's really unhealthy. And I think that mentality is just not good for anybody. And I will tell you, I did not feel more full after my meal on Thanksgiving than I do on any other meal any other night. And I was able to eat everything. So I think we need to really reframe our thinking about what is expected of us on a holiday or on Thanksgiving specifically. You don't need to eat all this food to the point of feeling physically uncomfortable. You can just enjoy the meal the same way that you would enjoy a nice meal out to a restaurant or a nice meal that you cook at home for yourself. It doesn't need to be this big event. And I feel like once you adjust your thinking to this is just a regular meal and I can take home leftovers and have more later if I want or just leave it be, just enjoy the food that I want to and leave the food alone that I don't, I really feel like Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter and and whatever other holidays you celebrate would be a lot simpler. My recording device died in the middle of saying that and that sucks because I was getting fired up. Um, Anyway, this is all to say that eliminating weight stigma or at least limiting it in medical practices and in other facets of our lives could drastically improve our health. Taking the focus away from people's weight and redirecting it towards Are you eating a well-balanced diet? Are you exercising? Are you finding a form of movement that works for you that you enjoy? Do you feel mentally happy and healthy? These are all problems that need to be addressed before we start looking at people's weight as an indicator of health. And as for the problems related to food access and education... I don't have the solution for these bigger problems. These are systemic problems that need to be addressed on a larger scale. And honestly, I don't have a lot of faith that they'll be solved in my lifetime. And that makes me feel depressed. But something to keep in mind for anybody hearing this is that all this time and attention and focus you might be putting towards controlling your weight might not be what is actually healthiest for you. Um, And that's what I'm going to leave you with. This is a quickie episode. I wanted to get you guys something this week. It's been very hectic with the holidays, but consistency is key. And I'm going to have an episode up for you next Monday as well. So in the meantime, feel free to engage with me on Instagram, email me right in the discord chat. There's a link to the discord chat in the show notes. And if you want even more RIP Diets content, go to patreon.com slash RIP Diets and you can see some of my vlogs and face-to-face videos where I give you an up-close and personal look into my recovery and my life as a body-neutral biatch in New York City. So if that's appealing to you, come join me on Patreon. And until next week, have a wonderful post-Thanksgiving week of relaxation and really think about how weight stigma affects you in your personal life, whether you have some internalized weight stigma or you see it out in the world. Recognizing this stuff is the first step to being able to navigate it and eventually limiting how much it affects us negatively. It's been real, guys. I'll see you next week on a brand new edition of R.A.P. Diets. Peace out.